Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week we are talking about Sony's new movie deal with both Disney Plus and Netflix. <laughs> Dude, they're double dealing. They're double dealing, two timing. The Sony, Sony, Sony double dealers. Those <laughs> dirty studio heads. Are you trying to think of another another D thing? I don't like, know. No, I was I was trying to think of <laughs> just, some kind of dirty good for nothings. Oh well, see, yeah, yeah, no yeah. good so and sos. <laughs> making the making the deals. Those rich fat cats. I mean, yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're gonna talk about that a little bit later, and um. Uh, what? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> just, what we're talking about now. Well, Chris, what what have you been up to this week? We'll start. Oh, there. what am I up to? This start, week? Yeah, let's start from the ground level. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's start there. It's already um, off to a weird start. So I've been watching back through True Detective, mm-hmm. and dude, season one. Okay, bro. I was about to ask. Such a great show. Have you ever watched it? No. Oh my gosh. This, it's so, so good. So, Chris, can I can I tell you this happens sometimes with television, right? Yeah, yeah. Where where people like the the a show comes out and people are like yeah. watch season, watch it, watch it. It's amazing. It's this mind blowing show. And then the second season of said show comes out, and I'm like so excited. I'm like, oh man, how's the second season? I'm about to watch the first, and people are like, eh, it's it's not good. You know, well, or it's, th- it's not as good as the first. Yeah. And then and then I immediately, like, it just deflates all of my, like, desire to watch the first season, despite the fact that I know that there are shows where I'm like, man, the first season of, like, Heroes was 100% worth, you know, uh, watching, regardless of whether or not you even cared or to watch the seasons two, three, or whatever, however long that show went, you know? Yeah. Well, here's, let me tell you why this show is different, John. Because every season is self-contained and and contains no reference or relation to any other season. I mean, it's like it's like they literally, literally, other than the name and the fact that it deals with crime and detective work, which is also in the name. <laughs> are there only two seasons? No, there's three seasons, okay. and the first season's great. I hear the third season's great. I haven't I haven't watched it yet, but uh, you're on your way. Will after this, yeah. Uh, Second again, second season just skip uh, skip over it. Doesn't like again. It doesn't. It's not like this big story arc that they're trying to tell. Mm. It's just like these are just like, and it's not even kind of like you know, uh, American Horror Story is like the same actors ish from season to season, but they're like kind of self contained stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not even that. Like not even close to the so same. So nothing actors. like carries over at all. Nothing at all. So why don't they just call it a different show? Well, it's, it's they call it an anthology show. And that's the because it's it's kind of like um, if you, if you think of it, it's like the TV equivalent of a Pulp Fiction detective uh, like hard case crime series, you know, okay, where it's like okay. these are all individual stories, and the thing that kind of stays the same is the overarching theme of like deep detective work, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, I mean that, that makes sense. It makes sense. And the, now you describe it, it makes me, yeah, yeah. It makes me want to go back. I'll, you know, watch it at some point here. Um, yeah. So I mean, so season three is it still ongoing? Is there going to be like a season four? Like, are they is or is it like 
one of those shows where eventually it just becomes like, oh, whenever we have an idea for season four, maybe we'll do it. But uh, I honestly don't know. The, the I, planets I, align, we'll be able to do it. But you know, I I don't know. I don't remember. So like, what what, what happened with season two? To get in the weeds for a second. <laughs> um, so the the writer and creator of True Detective, um, it was such a hit that HBO immediately greenlit a new a new season. And so, like right after, you know, like uh, yeah. he had to turn over this, you know, script, and like you're you're trying at that point to live up to this mm. like unbelievable. Like I'm saying, it's this is some of the best television ever, and you're trying to live up to that, and um, in in a short time frame, and he just didn't, you know, and like in interviews afterwards, you know, he talked about how like he was just it was just you know the pressure was unbelievable, like it was just really hard to figure out like okay how do I follow that up. And, you know, the pressure he put on himself was, was a lot, you know, and it's just like, I don't, you know, I don't know from a creative individual, I, it's hard because it was, it's only this one dude. It's not like this is a team of writers writing this big thing. It's like, it'd be like if you were like Tolkien came out with the Hobbit, you're like, all right, come on, Lord of the Rings. Just pop it out here. Or Chris, (laughs) it's what they're, you know, what they're trying to do with George RR Martin, uh, you know. The same. How long has it has been? Like twelve years now. Yeah, but they I just signed like, him. The thing is, like, they, the, the they HBO, keep giving him more money for not delivering any 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 uh, books. Is that right, what it is? but but not only this, like HBO signed him to 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 write and develop like three spinoff shows of Game of Thrones now. And so there's like prequel shows that he's doing, and it's like, no, dude, just just like give <laughs> just him finish, time. Finish your books. Give him okay, time. Also, to, like stop giving him money to not finish those. <laughs> exactly. If I was if I was his publisher, I'd be like, hey. I'd be calling up HBO, being like, "Stop it! Just like, give us a chance. <laughs> Let him finish." Yeah, you know, because it's like, I mean, I, I, I genuinely, I, I don't know. Like, I, I also am. I just want to say that there's a lot of good fantasy out there. It's like, and how many people were like after the the reception that the end of Game of Thrones got? How many people are like clamoring for more of that universe? I don't, I, I don't know. A lot, a lot of people are they? Like, because, okay, yeah. Well, because hopefully the books are way better than the mo- the show. I meant more with I think, the spinoffs. Like, how many people oh, are like, spin-off. oh, give oh, me totally. spinoffs I'm, I'm, of this. Yeah, I'm, everyone, everyone. Everyone still loves Game of Thrones. Okay. It's, it's okay. one of those things, you know, I mean, you, we both watched Battlestar Galactica. Right. It's it's one of those things where it's like, gotcha. it, that, that's literally how it felt, exactly how it felt. Like, I had yeah. the same feelings because the last season of that was real rushed because they were mm-hmm. afraid the show was going to get canceled. Mm-hmm. And so they crammed basically, they said this at the time, they crammed two seasons into one. Oh, yeah. And so the last season of Battlestar moves so quick that it, it barely makes sense emotionally uh, what's happening. Now, yeah, and it leaves behind like a lot of characters. Like They try to get all those characters in there, but it leaves behind, like you make jumps where you're like, yes. that, that character would never do that. <laughs> Exactly, and that's what that's the same exact scenario that happens with Game of Thrones. It's just everything's just so uh, compressed down into you know like half the episodes it would normally be compressed into um, that it doesn't necessarily make sense on the surface level unless you kind of understand at that point what was happening from a production side, which I hate. Like, I mean, I hate in both those scenarios the fact that, like, you kind of have to know what what the pressures were Mm -hmm. on the production side to be okay with what you're watching on screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, that is That is unfortunate. Like, whenever you essentially, like, 
you're, if you were to watch it in a vacuum, you'd be like, what just happened? You know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you have to, you, I mean, in order to understand why Justice League, the first Justice League, oh, dude, you know, yeah. ended up the way it ended up, you have to understand everything that went into that. You know, yeah, yeah, makes sense. And then you're still not okay with it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But there's no way I can reconcile that one. Oh, dude, man, it's it's still it's it's, it's terrible. Like like thinking about that movie, and again, I haven't watched the, the Snyder Cut. I'm a very, I'm still excited. I'm I'm uh, I'm you know very excited to watch it. I'm gonna start watching it like in in piecemeal. I'm just gonna like be like, okay, just this hour, that sort of thing. But it's like, yeah, it's like it's just a ter- like first movie is just awful like the more that i think about it, i'm just like i don't know that doesn't none of this feels right you know <laughs> um and i love like that that gradually and like slowly after the fact like everyone involved with that thing was just like release the snyder cut you know <laughs> like just like every actor every sing every single person like that was involved in that thing was just like yeah it was a pretty miserable experience after a certain point on that thing <laughs> so um yeah. the, and the end product is terrible so Anywho, back to uh, HBO and them, them oh, uh, yes. you know, essentially taking a single person and saying, do the thing. <laughs> yep. Uh, so uh, did they so give them more so, time for season three well, and yes. four? Yes. So I like, well, for season three, like, yeah, there was a huge gap. And I don't even know that, like, they were, from what I remember, I remember they, they had, like, I think signed him on for two more seasons. Mm. But, like, I think they understood, hey, in order for this to actually be a quality season, we need to let this guy have some time. Sure. And it was and it was apparently great. And so that's that's the – it's it's great. You just can't rush creativity sometimes. You know, yeah. sometimes you can. Sometimes you can, like, <laughs> deadlines are I – think, I think deadlines are a good thing. Yeah. You know? But then, I mean, like, because otherwise, otherwise, you know, you know, you, might ne- you never finish. You it. might never finish it. Um, exactly. But at the same time, and iterate and iterate. there is a point like there is that that like kind of critical breaking point where like everything is terrible and yes. or everything feels bad until it's not all of a sudden. Right. And then right. you're like, oh, wait, if it went out as as is, it'd be OK. You know, <laughs> yeah. And, but it's like up until that point, up until you reach that threshold of whatever that is, it's like it's kind of an undefinable uh you know time period which is why you see so many these days a lot of times you see a lot of projects get pushed back because i think people realize that if something's bad it's not gonna make money and so the people who want to make money are more okay pushing something back i think these days like the last couple of years last you know three years or so um beyond you know Beyond just like, hey, put it out while you know, so we can make the money and 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 be done. Because there's so much more of an investment if you can uh, put out like something that's great a year from now than it is if you just like put out something that is like not even very good this year. Totally, yeah, and I'm always on that side. Right. Um. I'm yeah. My only point was saying like deadlines are good things. I mean, sometimes like I've done some of my most creative work because of a deadline. Sure. You yeah. know, it forces you to be like, oh, I could, I really actually need to think through it. And really, all that needs to happen is the doing and the thinking through it and the like the yeah. actual act of it. But that deadline creates that uh, that urgency, sense of urgency to actually do it. You know, like sure. I feel like as also like a, a thing with like cr- a lot of creatives, it's like you spend so much time dreaming and ideating and like, and thinking through it. Sometimes like there's not as like, I, I can't tell you how many times people are like, I have this great idea for a fill in the blank, you know, and you're like, well, why don't you just do it? You know, like that's, it's just a, it takes, it's a muscle you have to flex that people sure. aren't, it's, it's really easy from, from day one when we're kids to dream and ideate. And that's great. I love that. And that's, that's the, 
in a huge, hugely important part piece of it. But then that other muscle that we have to learn and kind of walk into is the actual doing of it and execution. And that's the part I think that a lot of people just in life get, you know, caught up in and end up with to, you know, excuses that, that they tell themselves I'm too busy or I'm not good enough, or it's not going to be perfect. So I don't want to do it. That type of thing. Sure. Sure. Um, and that's the thing, like, I mean, it's sometimes like, sometimes excuses or whatever are legitimate, like, you know, wherever you're just like, oh yeah, you know, it's like, man, it is the, like, it is crunch time and, and my, you know, whatever, whatever I'm doing in the rest of my life or like, you know, man, there's like a crisis going on and that's all, that's all legit. Yeah. But I, I also, yeah, everybody has those things that like, oh, you just kind of keep putting off or you're like, oh, just, you know, I'll do that later. I'll do it, do it another time. But like right. creating a deadline within that is always a, a good catalyst for, uh, for starting the process and being like, Hey, what does it actually take to get this done? And whether or not like in, in the end, like that, that deadline gets pushed back or like that deadline, like gets extended or whatever. It's like, well, you're better off for having set that deadline and having that goal than you would have been if you hadn't set it. So totally. Well, and I, and I was, you know, related to you when you're, you know, you're a runner. I've run in the past. I not currently, I would not call myself a runner. Um, and, uh, like, it's that it's that deadline. It's that like, hey, I'm going to race this this race on this date, and then and then sure. you have to like put in the put in the work on a daily basis. It's like okay, it's like just like a, a book's not going to write itself. It's going to write itself a page at a time, mm-hmm. day by day. In the same way that like training for a marathon is going to happen, like that marathon doesn't happen on marathon day. That ha- marathon happens in the the training sure. in the months leading up to it. Yeah. And then, you know, and having set that goal, I mean, many times like I've, you know, I've, I've set a goal like, Oh, I mean, I want to do this, this race on this day or whatever. And it's like, you know, potentially like something traumatic happens where it's like, Oh, I got an injury or like, you know, whatever uh, on your way to that thing. Um, you know, there's, there's been numerous times where I've not been able to do like the goal race that I was training for, but then like adjust those goals to kind of like, okay, well, if I can't do that race, I'm going to do this race and this thing, um, on this other time. And so, you know, it's just like you, you adjust and you go from there, but having set that original goal, it, it's always like, it's literally otherwise you never, uh, otherwise I would have never started, you know, like I would have never started running if we hadn't set that like initial goal. Yeah. And it's like. That's what it, it just takes that. It just takes that, that, that just like decision. Hey, this is going to happen. I'm going to actually do it. It's not going to be an idea that I have. I'm just, I'm going to make it happen. Sure. That was a, a fun, quick, <laughs> quick aside. Yeah. Quick, I like that. Quick, quick tips, you know, quick, yeah. quick, <laughs> quick, tips. quick, creative new, and, and new, running. And segment. I mean, we like, like roped a ton of things into that, Chris. Yeah. I feel like it's just a life lesson just a in life, general. Life, you know? life things, you know, we're talking, yeah. talking life on the, on we're talking the, life here on the, on the show today. Talking podcast. This is a, uh, yep. <laughs> um, so speaking of life, John, what have you been up to this week? Oh my goodness. Uh, so this week, Chris, oh man. Uh, uh, so question for you, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got two things to talk about here. I'm going to talk about okay. the first one, yeah. and it's going to be uh, the the a game that's been out for a long time. It's a game that's been on my radar for a while, yeah. but somebody who's been on the podcast um, before, Cody Moffat, was like, hey, John, do you want to play this game, Deep Rock Galactic, with me? And, uh, and JJ, who I think has been on the podcast like hundreds of episodes ago, um, for the Lego movie review or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the original, the original Lego movie review, um, and uh, which is a great episode. I wish you go back and listen to it. Anyway, the uh, 
he uh he was like oh you want to you want to play deep rock galactic with me and jj and i was like sure so i downloaded it to my my xbox in preparation it's only two gigabytes and uh there's it's, it's a, on game it, pass it's on game pass yeah and so uh so i downloaded this this game about dwarves that are mining on like other planets and you get sent down onto these other planets and there's aliens and there's spiders and there's all sorts of uh creepy crawlies that come after you while you're trying to like get these rocks and and Ooh. stones and uh the gameplay like ramps up the mechanics like you can uh like there was this one point where we were d- doing a uh, uh uh like drill mining where we we're getting like oil or whatever and you're like there are, are these pipes that you have to have to lay down in order to get to the different areas that you have to mine to and you can grind those rails it's like a first person game uh but you're like grinding those rails and so like in order to get from one area to another very quickly you can like put all these like rails down these pipes down and then you just grind on them to and you know obviously while you're trying to get this thing you fight off waves of enemies that are trying to disrupt the uh the mining process and uh then at the end you have to get to the drop ship like, so you're sprinting to the dropship because like the dropship is going to leave because the uh, the the oil or whatever you've just mined you've put into a big container and the, and the the company that you work for has already sucked that back up into space. It's <laughs> like they've got their money. Who cares if the you know a few dwarves they they lose the they lose on the way. And uh, so you get back to the dropship and uh, and and you have to make it back. There's one one time only one of us made it back. It was very funny because we were like miles away from where the dropship was and we needed to get back there. And Cody was, I, I was like, Cody, this entire time has been like, I can drill. I'll drill. I'll drill. And I have, I have, I lay platforms. That was what my character did. Like, you know, so you could go higher up walls, but, but Cody would be like, just, no, I'll just drill to it. And he would just drill up through the wall to get there. And I was like, I looked at Cody whenever we had to get to this dropship and we were lost in these caves down in this, uh, down in this planet, this foreign planet. And the spiders were all coming to get us. I said, Cody, you need to drill us to that ship as fast as you can. <laughs> and so he's like just drilling, 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 and me and JJ are just like unloading our guns on, on waves of enemies that are coming in the holes behind us as Cody's just trying to dr- drill our way to the ship. And f- we made Cody made it. Me and, uh, me and JJ did not make it, but he made it. And, uh, but so, we, so we finished the mission. It was, a, it was a success. So Deep Rock Galactic, man. It was a, it was a fun time. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, he he messaged me today and was like, "Hey, I didn't uh, I didn't invite you to the party, so I, I guess we were you guys were playing while I was online, maybe." I don't know. And I then think he that felt he bad meant, about it because he texted and I didn't me. Even know. He texted me way early in the day, and uh, and was like, "Hey, you know, you want to play this tonight?" And so uh, and so, I'm not sure that you were actually online. It might have just ah. been a thing where he was like, "Ah, I should have texted you to, to to see if you wanted to be in there." Um, cause the, we really honestly needed the fourth character because the fourth mm. character is a fighter. Whereas like the other characters are like, you know, uh, one of them has like a grappling hook and the other one has, like I was said, I was laying platforms and then he was the drilling character. The other character is just straight up, just like, I'm going to fight everything. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, it, the roles, that was the one role I feel like that we kind of, kind of could have used. <laughs> And, uh, and so, yeah, you know, it's a, uh, it's, it's one of those team games and I don't know how you would play it solo. Like you can do solo missions. There's like specific solo missions that you can do, but it's, uh, it would be like every, you'd almost have to do like the drilling class because like every, not every problem can be solved with platforms. I will tell you (laughs) almost every problem can be solved by drilling. So 
I'm going to have to, uh, to to check this out. Cody, if you're listening, I'm furious at you. <laughs> and um, I will hold it against you until I play this game with you. So the other side note to this is, Chris, I played it remote play on my cell phone. Oh, weird. With my, with my Xbox controller. There wasn't, there wasn't lag? No, not not enough to make a difference for this game. Like, I mean, okay, like, so were you actually connected to your phone with your with your controller? Or were you connected yes. to the box? See, okay, which controller do you have to have? Because uh, um, Connor, who has mm-hmm. who reviewed uh, Modern, Modern Warfare with me last year, um, he uh, he tried it and he couldn't connect his Xbox controller. He he said you have to have a specific Xbox controller. That will mm. pair with your phone I mean, I, versus my, the box. It's my last gen controller that you, a custom one that you, uh, you got me for my birthday. Oh, or something. you and Catherine and the, you know, a few people got me for my birthday. Okay, um, the green one. So it's like yeah. I think it's I think you would consider that the Xbox One second generation controller. Okay. Yeah, he said it had to be like either that or like the. Uh, uh, pro controller or whatever it's called. The, Weird, because the new one it. should do that too. It connects to things via Bluetooth. No, he said the Xbox, uh, the Xbox Series One X. X, yeah, Series X. Sorry, controller is incompatible at this time with what? your iPhone. Odd. It shouldn't be, but it, I mean that's that's strange. But I, that's the one I, I was think, using. Uh, so I there, ha- there's some, there is something weird there because I, uh, whenever I am on my, I was on uh, the Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. And I could, I would install like a remote install games. Mm-hmm. I used to be able to see on that old box uh, the installation progress on my phone. Hmm. And now, whenever I do it with my Xbox Series X, it's like we cannot show you this hmm. right now. Interesting. This, it's there's some kind of I don't know what it is. There's something weird about the Series X that's like not a hundred percent like compatible with like the uh, iPhone in some way. It's possible also that that's a, like, because I remember back when we talked, like, earlier this year, late last year, I can't remember, about how xCloud, they were going to have to bring xCloud yep. not via the Xbox app or the Game Pass yep. app. Because um, of... Yeah, because security of risks or whatever. I don't well, know. Well, because Apple, Apple couldn't rate every single individual oh, that's what game. It was. Yes. But, like, Stupid. It, it just doesn't hold up whenever you consider all of the like, oh, are you going to rate every single <laughs> collection of mini games? Like, do you play every single one of those mini games before? Yeah, anyway, it's though, though Apple just used some, some strange excuse. And now, uh, just the, like this week, uh, Xbox is rolling out, uh, support for X cloud via browser on iPhone. So like, via oh, Safari. Yeah, that's, that's some news. Okay. Well, let's go into the news. The news. Also, before we go any further, I just want to tell Cody I'm not really mad at you. I was being <laughs> I was being facetious. Oh, I love I love you. Um, yeah. So uh, the uh, that's uh, it's coming in beta to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers that sign up and are approved. <laughs> that's right. That's true. Uh, so, like, you're not really you don't really sign up. You get invited oh, via okay. via okay. email. Like, so anybody who is a member of uh, of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, that's the tier that you have to be. Mm, so, yeah. not Xbox for P or uh, Game Pass for what PC. Did I, say? I I don't know. You said you are are, are invited uh, or not invited? Oh. No, are like you sign up because like I tried to like go on there and be like I want to sign up for this, and you click like the link and uh, and all it is is it says oh you'll get an email. If ah. you're invited, and they're mm. gonna do like tiered uh, invites every week, so 
All right. Well, um, hopefully uh, one of us, or actually, I don't have Game Pass Ultimate right now. So, like, you're the only, yeah. you're our only shot at this, John. I know, man. I was, I was checking don't, my email. Don't screw it up. All day yesterday, I was like checking. I was like, "Oh man, get, get me my invite! Come on, Phil, send me the invite." Um, yeah, so that's ex- that's exciting. It's very exciting. I, I, that makes me think that it's it's pretty close as well because like it's, they're doing browser support for a, a, a number of devices for like Safari, and I think they're doing browser support for some other like Google phones and things like that. Like if you want to do that rather than the proprietary like app on the uh, Android App Store or whatever. Um, so anyway, but yeah, it's it, supposedly that that that's happening like pretty soon here. Um, my experience with like the game streaming yesterday was that it worked incredibly well for that game. Um, I wouldn't play like a, a shooter or anything like that's twitchy on that that type of a service, but like for that game in particular, it was it was it was perfect. Um, the uh, the other thing that I the chat headset I actually connected to my my Xbox. You asked about the uh, like whether I was connected to my phone with a, I was connected to my phone with a controller, but my headset. Like I tried to use my Apple earpods and I could hear everything just fine, but I couldn't talk in party chat to Cody and JJ. And so I had to like bring in my headset and I actually just rather than trying to use that to connect via Bluetooth to my phone, I was just like, well, I'm just going to connect to my Xbox downstairs. And so I just popped on my headset and it was good to go. Um, and I could talk, chat, chat with him through that. So, but that's the streaming, uh, game thing. As long as, you know, as long as the, I'm, I'm like not, outside of my own home like out in you know out in the car like out, outside the house like it works flawlessly so far so that's that's awesome uh i'll have to uh i'll have to try that out um using i'll just i have like several controllers i'll just have to test out all of them <laughs> one at a time just you yeah know, boot it up see if it'll pair um i don't have the list of news in front of me my phone is basically dead okay, i'm trying okay. not to use it i don't know if you have it pulled up i do and have then, it pulled up chris okay so, uh, so another piece of news that we we should talk about um, that's video game related. Sony reverses course and will continue selling PS3 and Vita games after all. Oh, <laughs> we just talked about this a few weeks ago and yeah, how like, ridiculous like it was. A ago. And I literally said the words, "I don't understand how it could be, how much it would possibly cost mm-hmm. to keep this this store just." up don't like just don't do anything with it just keep them there you know and because you still have to host the games because you could still re-download them you just weren't selling them so you have the same overhead (laughs) with uh or generally the same overhead with no income coming in to compensate for it yeah it's it's so it it was such a strange they walked it back um super strange i just don't i don't you know yeah. And like you anticipate, like you would expect, and as we'll see in their quote in a second, but like you would expect like something like the PSP where it's like, that's super old man. Um, you expect that that would maybe be like, okay, let's, let's go ahead and like get that off there. Also the PSP was very easily hackable. And so like you could basically get any game you wanted on a PSP for free. Um, so like the, is from a, from a game preservation perspective, that one's not the, as big of a deal as like the Vita and the PS3. Um, but the uh, the blog post, let me see, it goes, it's from, from Jim Ryan. It says, quote, When we initially came to the decision to end purchasing support for PS3 and PS Vita, it was born out of a number of factors, including commerce support challenges for older devices and the ability for us to focus on more, uh, more of our resources on newer devices where the majority of our gamers are playing. 
We now see that many of you are incredibly passionate about being able to continue purchasing classic games on PS3 and PS Vita for the foreseeable future. Shocking. (laughs) So I'm glad we were able to find a solution to continue operations. I'm glad that we can keep this piece of our history alive for gamers to enjoy while we continue to create cutting-edge new game worlds for PS4, PS5, and the next generation of VR. Thank you for sharing your feedback with us. We're always listening and appreciate the support of our PlayStation community. It's unbelievable. It's a, uh, it's it's such a funny like like uh, about face, and they did the right thing, man. Like this is that's, oh, that's yeah, the 100%. thing. It's like this is definitely the right thing. And Jim Ryan before like has has been quoted as saying like he doesn't understand why people play old games. Oh um, my gosh. Like literally, what? he said. He what does said, that even makes mean? He said that at like some at the PS5 event that they had internally, they had set up like Gran Turismo on PS1, PS2, PS3, and PS4 and PS5. And he said he like looked at the older ones. He's like, I don't know why anyone would ever want to play this. And then and like and has said like he just doesn't understand why people want to play old games. Um, and well, what, 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 I want. I wonder for him, like, what constitutes an old game? I don't know, man. That's like, a good question. Is, so, Warzone's been out for a year and a half. You know, now uh, is that an old game? Yeah, I mean, and is it like just old polygons? Because, like, I mean, I can see like the PS like one games, some some PS two games, like they. Look I mean, yeah, the, the early early three D games, like so, like you're, we're talking um, PS one to possibly early PS2 games right. and then the Nintendo 64 whenever you like bring them into the modern era they don't look great. Yeah, they're not they're not like they don't look realistic anymore. Goldeneye um, it looks like a piece of trash now. Yeah. But it's still a classic and I love to play it. Yeah, and it's still fun to play. Like yeah. that's the difference. Fun it's is like, fun, dude. Yeah, it's it's like it, even if it looks like poly- polygonal, it's like it's still super fun to play. And that's how you get into things like I don't know what like what does he feel about like side-scrolling platformers like i mean it's like what is that is that old does that feel because like those are like still coming out today you know um so i don't know like yeah that's a good question you know but at the same time like i said it's nice to see someone who just has admittedly just doesn't understand why someone wouldn't want to play these games it's nice to see them be like you know what people want to play them well, I'll no, give I them to you <laughs> you know if, if we're being honest i honestly like they've been taking so much crap in the just yeah. the gaming community over the past couple of weeks about how they they're not pro gamer they uh, they um, are um, anti game preservation they uh, don't care about back catalog of backwards compatibility even though they in the in the past they have said we care about backwards compatibility yeah and all that kind of stuff like to the point where like I think it's it's whenever you whenever they hit snags and people start labeling the whole like anti slapping the anti-gamer tag on them that's whenever sure. they usually back down from whatever stance they're hard stance ridiculous hard stance they're taking yeah because like you you think about like cross play or you think about like you know things like yeah. that like where it's like yeah people are like oh you're, you're like that's not pro gamer and it's like they they kind of go whoa 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 like what i didn't say that like well it's, i mean if if <laughs> oh, now that you say that, yeah, we, we can do that. We'll figure out a way. Yeah, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not let's not be throwing names <laughs> yeah. around willy nilly. Uh, and then they kind of, you know, they kind of pull pull back on whatever their whatever they uh, stance they have. Yeah, because yeah. like you know, in in this case, like 
they can't take that many resources to just keep those stores al- alive. Totally. Um, totally. They are still going to go ahead and close the uh, PSP one. They mentioned that in there. And I, like I said, like I, there's two reasons for, for what I would imagine for that is like the revenue that they're seeing from that is just like absolutely minuscule. They figure like just nothing is going to no, no one's like booting up their PSP these days to be like, I'm going to buy new games. Um, I suspect probably what they saw after that announcement was people buying things on their PS3 and PS Vita. And they're like, oh man, people still want to buy things from these stores. Like they're not Yeah, dead. that's possible too. <laughs> well, um, also like just the cynic in me goes like, like, okay, after you create this like artificial like a gold rush. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, buying things from these stores. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, ah, never mind. Yeah, I mean, it's like pulling an, you know, Nintendo doing the whole like Mario yeah. 3D All-Stars where like it's going to go away at the end of March. And if, and if they had on like April 2nd or whatever been like, you know what, we're going to go ahead and bring it back. Lots of people want it. Um, like that would have been like that type of a situation, like what we're seeing here. But again, like I, I truly do think this is just because so many people were negative about it and they're like, well, it doesn't cost that much. And we're still sort of making money off of it. And as we discussed, whenever this thing originally happened, there are still indie developers that are putting out games on the Vita and were upset at the fact that they had like just gotten more, uh, Vita, uh, uh dev kits and paid for them whenever they just announce the store is going to like end it's like well we can't get our game out in enough time to like to meet that deadline so like we just bought this dev kit for nothing so um yeah i I imagine just like the the overall negative sentiment is uh is there i mean it'll probably happen is the reason for that they did this the the it'll probably happen in the next like five years or so like if they've got to close these stores at some point and if they're already thinking about it like they're probably going to close them you know relatively soon but uh there's no reason to close them now so yep more gaming news chris we Mm. have uh an xbox update so xbox live gold has removed the requirement wait so xbox has removed the xbox (laughs) live gold requirement for free to play games uh for free to play multiplayer games um, this was something that was in place like a, that Sony never did, which was awesome where it's like, oh, if it's Fortnite, even if you don't have their online, like their, their PlayStation plus subscription, you can play Fortnite online with your friends for, for, for free, um, because it's a free to play game. And so they just wanted it to be free to play Xbox for some reason for a long time here has had a like requirement to be behind Xbox live golds to have any online multiplayer access. Um, and so now they have removed that requirement. So you can, you can play a lot of free to play games. Um, let me see. I think there's like over a hundred free to play games that, uh, over 50 free to play games that don't require an Xbox live gold membership. Um, including Warzone, including Fortnite, including, uh, apex legends. So some of the biggest ones there. And, uh, so yeah, that's good news for anybody who doesn't have Xbox live gold or just wants to like dip into some of these things and understand like what's going on with Warzone, what's going on with these other, other multiplayer games. Yeah, that's great. All right, Chris. And the one more thing before we get to the, the main topic, we have uh, the new Apex Legends hero is has ties to Titanfall. Um, so like they released the the next season of Apex Legends, and they were te- like teasing, we're like, oh, we're gonna have a lot of uh, you know tie-ins to Titanfall and Titanfall Two in the uh, the next season. So the new character is the daughter of, if you remember, Chris, and I know you're gonna remember this one. Uh, you may not remember him by name, 
But the boss that fight on Titanfall 2 uh, of Viper, like the flying one where you're up on top mm, of that yeah. ship and it comes down and like, you know, bombards you with like missiles and things. She's his son or his his daughter and so they uh that's the new hero and the there's a new trailer a new like lore trailer that is like eight not ten minutes long one of those short film types uh of uh of of lore videos and it's uh it looks pretty pretty awesome man i'm very excited about the uh, the tie-in there and i'm excited to see what else they do to tie into titanfall uh and titanfall 2 that's awesome awesome Something we have on our list, John, we should also mention is uh, as we're uh, recording this, the uh, Modern Warfare, not Modern Warfare, the Call of Duty Warzone nuke event is happening. Actually, we're going to get off here in a second and play it. And um, I did uh, watch. I did watch mm, some gameplay of like there was the the destruction of Verdansk part one. So maybe we should talk a little bit about that, too, before we before we end the news segment. I mean, it's basically, you know, it's like over the past uh, few um, weeks, there are or in this season, the zombies appeared in the map. We've talked about that. And then as they went around the map, I guess like in the lore, they started to have to like nuke uh, or release radiation in areas that they had visited to get rid of them. And so gradually more and more parts of the map have been radiated. And um, finally, in order to get rid of the infestation, finally like the map as they, as you loaded in was just overrun with zombies there were jugs everywhere and uh, juggernauts, and they just decide it's a total loss. We got to nuke them, and so they nuked uh, the map. And so now it's gone. Um, where they're we're playing, like it's, it's kind of a four-part series. Where they're in uh, the second part right now, where you're on. Um, I forget what the island's called. Rebirth uh, Island. Rebirth Island, where supposedly the Nova gas. Um, that's coming into Verdansk was created. Apparently, this is just off of the coast of Verdansk, and so you can see the nuke cloud from um, Rebirth Island, and uh, then here in about an hour, we're going to get part three. Ooh, it's going to be exciting, bro. It's going to be exciting. Yep. Um, yep. The uh, the thing I will say about the first part of this event, it was only two hours long. is in the middle of the day on a, uh, on a Wednesday, and it's just, it, it was, it's, Seems like that's not a great time to get a bunch of people online to like experience a cool thing. Um, I kind of wish everything was happening on a weekend or on an, like just like Fortnite does this incredibly well and allows like lots of time uh, for people to get get in and, and that sort of thing. So I don't know. It's uh, th- lots of people weren't able to get in during that two hours. I saw like somebody uh, the, the stream that I'd watched like they waited thirty minutes in a queue to actually even get into the game, and uh, so it's just you know. Maybe maybe some growing pains being the first uh, major world event that's happened on uh, in Warzone, you know. Yeah, yeah. I like. I, I don't really understand the the thought process behind not putting doing this on a weekend, where like I would literally have played this game for two days straight. Sure. Or nonstop. maybe even making it like available for a longer period of time, like the, let the phases last a little longer than just two hours. Like, cause that first, uh, that, that, that gameplay looked really cool. It's like, Oh, just, you know, survive for 10 minutes, um, while more and more and more and more and more people become zombies. And then, you know, try to try to get to the X fill zone before the cutscene you know, fires. And like, that just looked really cool. And I was like, oh, I would love to have 
played that mode and played that experience, but because it was only two hours long, like there's just not, not a possibility that I was able to do it. Um, so if that had lasted maybe 12 hours or, you know, 24 or like whatever, just like extend out the amount of time that these limited, limited time events are lasting, like that would have been, um, probably a better idea from my perspective. So, yeah. And that's the news. All right, John, on to our main segment. We're going to make it quick because uh, I want to play uh, Call of Duty Warzone Dude, here. So, so excited. So um, there are a couple good articles I'm just going to point you to because it would take forever to read these from Variety, and we can kind of like um, just kind of hit the, the bullet points. But the first one is uh, titled Disney and Sony Set Massive Movie Deal, Bringing Spider-Man Films to Disney Plus by Cynthia Littleton. And the other is, whoops, nope, no, I clicked the wrong link. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like it's got so many pop-up ads that every time I click on one of these links, I know I'm not I'm not selling going to these sites very well. But um, where's the stupid there's other pop-ups for you on Variety? I don't usually like, get pop-ups on Variety. No, there, yeah, there's 100. There's uh, video ads and all this other kind of stuff. The other one is Sony Pictures Movies move output deal from Stars to Netflix in Rich Pact by Matt Donnelly and Cynthia Littleton. They both, or she's on both of them. Uh, so long story short, um, Disney and Sony have come to a, an agreement through 2000, uh, starting with 2000, the 2022 uh, release, uh, theatrical releases, uh, through the 2026 theatrical slate, um, D- uh, Disney Plus is going to uh, have uh, rights to stream Sony's uh, movies, um, including a lot of their back catalog across multiple uh, platforms. So Disney Plus, Hulu, FX, ABC, Disney Channel, and Freeform. So this is a massive deal across like multiple um, outlets. And uh, yeah, not just it's, streaming, it's, it's broadcast too. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, and this is a hole that like that Disney Plus has had when it comes to. Th- the current version of the MCU that has incorporated Spider-Man and that we haven't had Spider-Man on uh, the platform yet. Yeah. The other side of this is, uh, this looks like it was like about a week ago. When was this? Um, I'm trying to, April 8th. Yeah. So two weeks ago, um, Sony signed an, uh, a deal with Netflix um, to start, starting with the studio's 2022 slate, so the same thing. Um, they have signed a play one deal, uh, pay one movie deal, um, where the theatrical releases, it sounds like what's happening is Sony's theatrical slate will hit theaters, mm-hmm. and then in the first uh, period where you, it, they could be streaming, they mm-hmm. will go to Netflix for a indeterminate period of time and then they would move to something like disney plus unless somehow there's some kind of like like co-deal going on where they could go both places but it doesn't like the way because disney's deal is not worded with that pay one like the first like slot after it being in theaters kind of language it doesn't seem like that's the case seems like it will go to they will go to netflix first and then go go to disney platforms after a certain period of time Gotcha. Yeah. And I mean, and that's the other thing, like with uh, whenever we, we have like m- 
weeks ago we were talking about amc making deals with uh, uh studios about having like a 45 day uh window of exclusivity in the theaters but then it would go to like pay on demand after that then uh, like a couple weeks later would potentially like they were would be able to go to streaming and so i would assume that that's the window that you would talk about for the netflix stuff like it's like okay yeah. we can go theater pay for streaming on demand after 45 days and then it would go to two a couple weeks later be able to be put on streaming services if they want to uh, and that would be the netflix pay one window um yeah and i think the biggest the, i think the interesting thing to me um about all this is you look at sony who like does not have a streaming platform like uh warner brothers they're not affiliated with you know something like disney disney with disney plus or sure um warner brothers with um, HBO Max or any of the other s- services, even they <laughs> uh, see value in putting their movies onto these streaming services mm-hmm. as and, and getting them there as quickly as they can. Like they're they're not going as far as saying are they're going to get release day and date, um, but they're going to get there quickly and they're going right. to be there you know for seemingly a long period of time. Um, and so it's uh, where it's just such, it's just I think to me. It's just like it's just indicative of a changing landscape that we don't know where everything's going to land in terms of how do studios actually monetize these things. I think it's it's a better scenario for Sony because they don't have the overhead of a streaming platform and they can really just get paid Correct. money rather well, they, than just they like sinking the, a ton of money into this stuff. Yeah, they don't have the overhead. And then every time that the financials of, of Sony comes out, it's always like, okay, the two things that are making the most money for Sony are like uh, PlayStation and are movies. Um, like entertainment stuff, um, you know, and, and so so much of their other technology kind of divi- driven stuff is like is like smaller portions Secondary. of the pie, and yeah. so like for them to be like, okay, well, we don't want to necessarily spend the money, the like the massive amounts of money that's going to take to develop a streaming platform, um, and whatever that means, let's just license this stuff. Uh, so in this uh, in the article, uh, Cynthia mentions that they. Uh, with Netflix and Disney deals combined, so with both of these deals, Sony is expected to rake in a, about $3 billion in movie licensing over the life of the deals. So, like, they definitely see the value in, like, in, in streaming and and uh, not just the value of, like, IP where it's like, oh, you're going to be able to watch the back catalog of these things before you go see the new movie. It's more like also just the the sheer value of the dollar value of their IP of, of these older movies and everything where they're like, yeah. Hey, rather than like putting this up and like having, like you said, the overhead, like let's just let other people pay us to put our content on their services. Well, and that's the other side of it too. Whenever you look at someplace like Netflix, who has in the past licensed a lot of movies, you do have this kind of uh, changing landscape now where people are moving, uh, studios are moving their own property from Netflix to their own streaming platform. You know, like the biggest one in the past year was they lost The Office, uh, which was one of the most watched, I think it was the most watched series on Netflix. And uh, I think, was it a whole year before that that they lost Friends? Yeah, they lost Friends like a year before that, yeah. Uh Uh-huh, and so like they're... Well, then they they, lost all the Disney catalog uh, like Uh over the course of the year before that, you know, so... And like, yeah, and and, and, uh, and to our point previously about like old games, it's like it's great to have new TV shows and new movies, but like, man... People love their favorite shows sure. and they will rewatch the crap out of them. Yeah. I mean, that's what's keeping me. The new shows are what's keeping me on like the HBO Max thing is like, you know, yeah. I just, just watched uh, totally. like, 
you know, Godzilla versus Kong. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. It's brand new. And yeah. like, I'm, there's other things that are on there where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is brand new. I'm going to watch it. But at the same time, like what's keeping me on like other things are the old things where I'm like, I, I want to be able to like pull up Pinky in the Brain at any point. And so that yep. keeps me on Hulu, you know? Yep. And it's like, I want to be able to pull up, you know, these other shows that I, I have watched like on Netflix. So I keep Netflix, you know? And so, yeah, it's like, you know, while I'm more apt to like bounce off of things, um, it's, I'm also more apt to just go back as soon as I want to watch one of those old things. I'm mm-hmm. like back in, you know, I, I don't have my Netflix right now, but as soon as I want to go back and watch, you know, one of those things that's in my queue, I'm like, ah, oh, man, I I really feel like I'm in the mood for some Kipo and you know, the age of the wonder reason is like, okay, well I'm going to go back and watch that. It's like, that's three years old, four years old now. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, where this all kind of lands. I don't think that this is, these kind of deals are over. I don't think that these kind of like quick releases uh, in onto streaming services are over and sure. uh, it'll be interesting to see like where we are and, you know, three, four or five years. Yeah. And it's getting more and more complex. Like I remember back whenever, yeah. whenever Netflix made the deal with Disney to distribute their stuff, it was like, Oh my gosh, this is like a, like, like a big deal. And like, now we're seeing that more and more. Now we're seeing like this, like Sony making two deals, making a deal for like that, the, the early stuff. And then it's like, Oh, but we're also making this deal over here with Disney for this other thing. You know, it's like super complex at this point. Yeah. All right, well, um, we'll keep an eye on that as we always, we'll, we're keeping an eye on everything. All the things that we talk about, we're keeping keeping an eye out on, you know, on it all. We're going to monitor know, the situation yeah, at the and end, keep you apprised, abreast at, of the situation. At the end of uh, of Dark Knight, Batman, you know, the, the, the Dark Knight movie, you know, that we're Batman standing in front of all of those television screens. Yes. But before he blows them all up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Keep an eye on everything. Yeah, well, I guess it wasn't Batman standing there. It wasn't that. Wasn't that? Uh, wasn't that like uh, Lucius? Lucius? Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. So we are we're Lucius, you know, standing there yeah. watching all these screens, and, we, and then eventually, we'll when if we get tired of that, or when if we realize the error of our ways, we'll uh, we'll push the button and it'll all all explode. There's no error in our ways. <laughs> You can, you can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com uh, on social at chrisright250. And johnwright777. And at stayintargetpod. Please go to your podcast service of choice. Review us. Tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. We'll be back next week with something. Yeah. Don't know what we're going to talk about. I mean, we could, we could talk cool. about... I, I played a game of uh, MLB The Show. We could talk about yeah, MLB too. The Show. Yeah, we could. We could do next a... Next week? Uh, yeah, let's, if we can do a good review of it, we'll do a good okay. review of it. Yeah, if I if I can get some time to play. But then again, we got the Warzone thing happening, so I don't yeah, know how much lot, time we I'm got a lot of stuff remember. going on. Yep. There's also Winter uh, Soldier. That's a, that's the last episode this week, so yep. maybe in the next couple of weeks, we'll, we'll review that whole season. Yep, yep. There's lots of things, Chris. There's lots of possibilities. So what we're saying is... We're not going to tell you definitively what we're going to talk about, but it's unlimited possibilities. Unlimited possibilities. We'll see you next time on Stay Stay on Target. Target.